the authors of Pen Name Jane. Pen Name Jane is a weekly column on Patch.com that I share with fellow writer Catherine Shire. In our columns, Catherine and I explore the truths we encounter during our daily lives as mothers. We tell stories that are intimate, yet as Catherine's 10-year-old says, epic. We welcome you to respond on our Facebook page. Search for Pen Name Jane. Pen Name Jane. Always right from the heart. Patch.com on June 29th, 2011. To find the article, visit Dunedin, D-U-N-E-D-I-N, dot patch, dot com, and search for pen name Jane. So an X and a Y chromosome walk into a bar. The punchline is, you get the genes your parents gave you. I have some pretty nasty hereditary diseases hidden in my genetic code. Alzheimer's, alcoholism, suicide, impatience, bad posture, and non-existent calves. Before I had kids, I would occasionally fret over the myriad of disasters that awaited my unborn children. Another defect, worrying too much. Don't worry, I worry about that too. Should I get an egg donor with a pretty resume so we can have it all be a surprise, like a genetic box of chocolates? Is it better to know what you might get or to have a whole world of possible catastrophes? I always wondered what my children would look like. I had dreamed of dark-haired, light-eyed children. This is a lie. Like all Barbie haters, I truthfully wanted a blue-eyed girl with curly blonde hair. I remember as a 14-year-old reading a passage in Maya Angelou's autobiography, I Know Why the Cage Bird Sings, about how she couldn't wait to grow up to be a cute, blonde, white girl. Me too. I was shocked. Our lives couldn't have been more different. But as a little girl, I wished and prayed to grow up to be a blue-eyed blonde. I thought I had a chance for my dark-haired, light-eyed offspring because my husband's mother's eyes were green and my mother's eyes are blue. But instead, I got two light-haired, dark-eyed boys. And it's quite difficult putting blue-colored contacts in a two- and a four-year-old's eyes every morning. Afterwards, I hardly have the energy left to dress them. How is it decided who gets what trait anyways? I have some vague memory of dominant and recessive genes. Remember Punnett squares? From ninth grade biology class? But I don't think even scientists know exactly how a gene is chosen. My husband likes to think genes are chosen by a war between the X and the Y chromosome. His genes, he says, are dominant and slaughtered my genes. Did his march in and decimate my whole DNA colony? Or did each trait have to individually fight to the death? If the latter scenario is true, then a couple of the underdogs survived. My chin, with only a little strength left, hoisted itself into my younger son's face. Barely there, it is so weak. This chin, like the stubbornness, the raging teenage years, and the narcissistic personality disorder, was a top reason for me to never breed. My older brother and I both have it. He gets to hide his behind a goatee. And although I will be able to do the same in a couple of years, for now I have to cart this ski slope around under my mouth. As we age, this chin sours and melts into a flapping, droopy chicken waddle. Eventually, the waddle grows a mouth and loudly calls, often skinnier, people fat.
My brother and I joke that we're saving for a chun lift, a group discounted package of plastic surgery. Truthfully, I hope he's saving and will treat me. The greediness gene beat the charity out of the giving gene. Another point for Sansbury. Now that my children exist in the non-imaginary world, I look at them and wonder, what genetic defect will pop up like a wicked jack-in-the-box? Will I get a warning? A sign of the looming trait? Whenever my four-year-old mistakenly calls me Dada, I think, there it is, early-onset Alzheimer's. Or when my two-year-old threatens Harry Carey after spilling one drop of water on his shirt, I fret that he's OCD, and I up his dose of Captain Pfizer's chewable emotion prevention tablets, soon available in your water. How did I get here? When your children are born, you hold them in your hands and look down at their innocent faces, and you think, I'm going to hold you and love you and protect you from every hurt in the world. Then you think of all the crap you've passed down to them, and you must say, Here is my gift to you, sweet child. A large nose, eleven toes, hair so thin it is transparent. Middle school, the most torturous time of your life, will build you into a witty conversationalist and a good friend. Because, as Helen Keller said, and she knew, Character cannot be developed in ease and quiet. Only through experience of trial and suffering can the soul be strengthened, ambition inspired, and success achieved. My sweet baby, I have passed down to you the gift of character. I hope you can receive it graciously. And if not, I guess I can pay for a couple therapy sessions. Three minutes. This podcast, Penny in a Fountain, by Asa West, was provided by Mevio's Music Alley, found at music.mevio.com.